This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode of Inside Supercars, we hear from the rookies, Matt Payne and Declan Fraser, about their Gold Coast weekend. Felt like after Sunday, we um, Sunday was probably the, the, the best race I've done with putting all three stints together without really making making a major mistake. There's a few things to iron out, which is obviously just another Gen 3 thing, but the whole team as a whole, with the way that Gold Coast went, we've all got a bit of a confidence boost going into Adelaide, and I think- The rookie year continues on Inside Supercars, and it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel, and we're back into a back into our rookie briefing and debriefing, I should say, and we're back with a man who shot and flew the flag high at uh, on his debut at the Gold Coast. Matt Payne, welcome back with the uh, Grove Racing, of course, and you shone brightly there. Yeah, we uh, we had some really good speed uh, on the Friday. I think uh, we. Uh, it's, it was cool to, to sort of get out there and have my first few laps uh, around the street track. It's obviously, I think after the first session, I'd probably rate it in the uh, in the top three tracks I've, uh, I've driven in my life. So it was, uh, yeah, it was cool. And I think we probably didn't show our pace that we, we had. We, we got a curb hop on, um, on Friday afternoon in the last practice, so we should have been up a bit further. So we should have, we sort of hit our pace until the qualifying on Saturday, and then, um, yeah, and then the sort of rest of the rest of the weekend sort of flowed on from there. It, it did indeed. Interesting, you should rate that track so highly. I, I'd really like to know it because, I mean, you've been at some interesting tracks. Some of them, you know, for the first time, obviously in Newcastle for the first time, and some of them like Bathurst and maybe Sandown was a debut, was it? What was that? Sorry, was Sandown a debut meeting for you there in a supercar? No, I did the Super Two Super Two round there last year. Obviously, Gold Coast, uh, Simmons Plains, and Darwin, which I haven't done. So yeah, Gold Coast was the last one, and. I think it's it's more or less the oh, it's an awesome track just because of the layout, but also the the you know with the big chicanes and the curbs, it makes it pretty um, hard on the car and pretty technical on those parts. But um, the coolest part about it is that it's just it's right next to the beach and there's heaps of high rise buildings around it, so it looks um, spectacular from a helicopter shot. Yeah, not quite Monaco, but um, it has its own particular style and grace about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I love the sort of beachy vibe that it gives off. You know, there's there's parties going on around the track after the racing, and there's um, you know, there's just people having a good time. Heaps of people come out to watch that probably have no idea what supercars is, so they just see that there's big crowds flocking to one part of the the region so they're like oh we should investigate that and then you get more people watching so it's um 
it's really a, a unique location to to have it, but it's it's probably the right the right sort of place to have it. You you did amazingly well, and I'm I'm you know I'm pumping your tires up, but you know a second and a third in qualifying, finishing a ninth and fourth in the races. Um, for somebody making their debut on a track that is a very tough track. It doesn't take prisoners. It you know it demands that you pay attention the whole time. You obviously like it and enjoyed it and thrived in it. Give us an idea about you know what it is that you have to do to make sure you do well there. Um, oh, it's it's probably just a lot of preparation that uh, is key. Like it's important that you understand the track and you you sort of study it a little bit and and sort of see where the there's points on the track of where the lap time's probably going to be made the most of which corners are, are more important for lap time um and it's it's also you know it's obviously in this day and age there's a lot of technology going around so you know i've watched we've we've got a lot of videos from last year um and i've got i've got a simulator at my house so i can practice it on the simulator but other than that, there's nothing really more you can do. Um, you, you've just got to go out there on Friday and, and do the first run, and then you can sort of start talking about it from a, from a first-person perspective. So uh, it's, it's definitely challenging for sure, but it's a, it's, for me, I think it's, it's just about doing the preparation right. And I didn't from, from, the, from straight away, I, I didn't see that there was any reason why I should be um, I should should have been off the pace. I always believed that I could have been fast and yeah, probably maybe not that fast, but it's um, certainly a pleasant surprise. <laughs> David, your teammate is always very consistent at the Gold Coast. Were you looking at his data and able to glean some insight from it or did you look at the data and go, hmm? We're doing actually a, a fairly similar thing everywhere and around the track. Yeah, I mean, David's um, David's practice on Friday was pretty muddled up just with the issue he had in the first session, and then um, and then he had a couple of things going on in the second practice. So we were kind of trying to compare data from the year before just to sort of see if, an idea of is there anywhere we can improve. But certainly over the race, like after the Saturday afternoon, definitely I was looking at Dave's data because I ended up ninth and he was third. So there was definitely some time for us to gain over the race run just as the tyre wear gets worse. So that's really where the race is, is one or losses, is just how long you can go into the stint um, surviving with, with a fairly consistent lap time. That's what Dave does really well. So... That's obviously has a bit to do with car setup as well, but he's um, he's really good at managing the tyres, so definitely learnt a little bit from him from uh, Saturday to Sunday. The changes that were made for the Mustangs, were they noticeable in what way to you? Um, the changes, to be fair, I, I really don't... I didn't really notice any difference for me. It's it's hard to say though, because obviously that's a track I've never been to before, so I didn't know, um, like I didn't know previously what it would have felt like, you know, or I couldn't have predicted what it would have felt like because 
what I was driving on Friday is the only thing I have felt around that track. So it, it felt normal for me. Um, so I didn't really have a guideline to base it off. Um, but yeah, potentially there was maybe, um, you know, on some of the slow speed corners, maybe some of the, a couple of the problems we were having before maybe might've been, might've subsided a little bit. Um, but from where I sit, it's it's um, it was it was pretty marginal to tell whether or not there was a was a difference. Um, I just think it was more or less in the lap times in the race where how how far you can actually carry the tires through a stint uh, without without wearing it down. I think maybe that's where the difference was made. But if you ask me, did it make the difference for the? For the Mustang to win both races, um, probably not. Just with, I think both teams executed really well. Like Tickford did a good job on Saturday holding off Shane. I think he was um, he was fast enough to win that race. And I think, oh, well, I know Penright. I know we did a really good job on Sunday with Dave, and and I covered off Brody at the start after the first pit stop. So so it forced him to pit. So I know we did a really good job on Sunday, and I know. Cam did it did a good job on Saturday, so I think the four teams did a really good job of executing. Um, but yeah, whether or not those changes actually made a difference, um, I, I don't know. I I wouldn't I uh, wouldn't be surprised if if um, if they didn't. Just just with the characteristics of the track, I think it's it's probably a bit slow to to tell too. We've asked you this uh, after just about every race this year. What's the one thing you take away from the Gold Coast? Probably just about how important it is to, or how good it feels to put three whole stints in a uh, in a two fifty k race together. Um, it's it's a hard thing to do to 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 put a whole race together itself, but um, every lap counts in, in this car, especially every slide counts um, on the tire. So it's um, it's challenging, but I felt like after Sunday. We um, Sunday was probably the, the the best race I've done with putting all three stints together without really making making a major mistake. Um, so I was I was pretty happy after the after those efforts. Well, before we talk about going to Adelaide, how good is it being a New Zealander at the moment with everything going on? And of course, last weekend, Brenton Harley gets another WEC championship as well. Yeah. It's um yeah it's obviously cool to see those guys you know Brendan's doing been doing um been doing WIC for Toyota for a while and it was um I watched the start of the the Bahrain race there and I saw that um that Earl Bamba I think it was I think Earl was driving the Cadillac had a bit of a lockup in turn one and almost took out a couple of the Porsches that were there but that um that Toyota's been pretty fast all season like I think they've had the majority of the pole positions from um from what I've seen on my social media feed so he's um he's doing a brilliant job like obviously it's um it's a team effort too so it's um yeah it's really cool to see him um you know clocking up more championships and um yeah showing the world that that kiwis can do it they can indeed um being a half new zealand myself matt i'm very proud to always get back there and have been doing it since uh well, I, I lived in the country in the 1950s and then went back there for the first time in the 1990s. So I thoroughly enjoy New Zealand every chance I get. But let's just talk about Adelaide. Oh, you'd, you'd be excited about Tarpo, of course, as well, wouldn't you? Or Topol? Yeah, obviously, um, I went back 
to to Taupo or Taupo um, for their opening ceremony they had there a couple of months ago. Well, the 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 announcing of the dates and that, so that was pretty cool to to see everyone there and the supercars people and and just to see some association with with Taupo and supercars. I think was cool just with all the signs there. It all kind of feels a little bit more real. Um, as you see that stuff, so that's going to be pretty full on for me next year. I already know a lot of people uh, have booked their tickets to go, and, and they were messaging me before the dates got announced to, to see if I had any insight to when it was going, so they could uh, book some accommodation a bit earlier. But um, yeah, that's going to be a, a pretty important round for me as well. Obviously, I'm probably hoping to do well, but I've only done only done a, a couple of days driving around Taupo. I haven't got a huge amount of track um, knowledge around there especially not in the supercar anyway so um yeah that's that's going to be an awesome one it'll it'll probably be the highlight of my year next year racing at home so one of my highlights uh, was being there for both the a1gp races when they were held there back earlier this uh, this century um were you racing that weekend or either of those weekends or were you just in go-kart still no, I would have been uh, well. I probably, well, I probably don't even know if I would have been started go karting then. Uh, I think that was that was that back in oh seven or oh eight or, or something. Yeah, oh six, oh seven, something like that. Yes. Yeah, if it was an oh six or oh seven, I would have only been four or five. So I would have just started. Probably got my first go kart doing my first couple of practice days. <laughs> Um, well, I hope to be there for it, but let's talk about Adelaide next because um, having shown so well on the street circuit, it's a very different street circuit. We know you've done it in the Super 2. Tell us about how, how much you're looking forward to Adelaide. Yeah, I think it's um, it's going to be really good. Like Obviously, like you said, we uh, we proved we had pace at, at, at surfers when it counted, so we uh there's no reason why we should we shouldn't be fast rolling out for adelaide too you know that it's obviously a street track too but it's it's got different characteristics like it's it it has got high speed corners as well you know like turn eight over the back is always is always pretty sketchy i don't think many drivers look forward to to turning in there but it's um it's 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 a really cool track i did i did enjoy driving that last year we we sort of had a little bit of bad luck uh we probably should have been on pole one of the days but it's um it's a little bit different now that it's been resurfaced. I think last year was the first time the guys drove on it after it was resurfaced and it was sort of breaking up a little bit during the race. But it's um it's got a lot more grip than probably what you think a street track has, and um and it's a pretty iconic circuit too. So I'm looking forward to it. It's 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 the probably the one thing I'm not looking forward to about it is it's going to be pretty hot. So um. Yeah, it's going to be interesting in that aspect, but um, I just want to I just want to try and finish the season on a high, and I think we uh, I think we have a really good chance of doing that. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Well, the great thing is that Grove Racing and Penrite have given you the tools to do it. You've certainly shown that you have the ability to do it, and uh, I look forward, Matt, and I'm sure Craig will as well, catching up in person with you in Adelaide and being there for you finishing your season on an absolute high. Thank you again, Matt Payne of Grove Racing, for joining us on Inside Supercars. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Well, Declan Fraser has come off the Gold Coast. And how do you sum up the weekend, Declan? Because it seemed like you had pace, but it just had trouble written all over it throughout the weekend. 
yeah, one word uh, to sum it up. It's probably interesting to tell you the truth. It's um, a bit disappointing. We had pretty good pace throughout the weekend, considering I'd never even seen the track before. So to actually go there and have decent paces in the races, but just get sort of, um, I guess, disadvantaged with mechanical issues was, yeah, a bit of a shame. But, you know, like we can walk out of there with our heads held high that we um, got on top of it pretty quickly. Going to a track like the Gold Coast, how can a simulator give you any sort of indication on what it's really going to be like? Yeah, look, you can go on the sim as much as you want and look around the place and sort of get an iron for it. But until you actually get there and you're hitting the curbs and you're sort of feeling what rhythm you need through the back section, especially, it's, um, yeah, there's nothing really like it. So, yeah, I've done a heap of, heap of laps on the simulator, which was good. I went down to Tommy Randall's place and he um, got me in there for a few hours, which was really lucky considering how packed up he is. But yeah, nothing compares when you actually get out there and you rub rubbing mirrors up against the walls. The cars have been at a, a massive disadvantage this year. Did the changes that the team was finally allowed to make make any sort of difference? I think it's hard to tell because it's a street circuit and around there it's more about just having a go and having a dip and putting it all on the line. So it's definitely hard to tell. It would have been nice if we had that sort of stuff at Bathurst where it's really aero-dependent and would have helped our tyre life a lot better. But I think overall our tyre life was actually better throughout the weekend during the like long races, especially because it was so hot. Um, so I think in that aspect it, it helped. Um, I think now we can probably stop looking towards the aero side of things and hopefully get a bit more engine um, performance would be really nice. And I think then we'd be uh, a lot closer to where we need to be. It has been an interesting year for you. And uh, unfortunately, Bathurst and then the Gold Coast aren't going to be on the highlights reel, but you get to go to Adelaide and you get to focus in on a track you have raced at before. Yeah, finally. It's um, Bathurst, like you said, it was, it was a tough one for us with that qualifying crash, but then coming back from that, the car obviously was never going to be right straight after that crash. So the race was a bit of an effort for us. And then Gold Coast, I think I can still take a bit of highlight out of that considering that I'd never been there, like I said, and we came out in that last stint, even though we had all the mechanical problems and we were still right up in there and um, we were able to actually lap the same pace as the leaders. So I think that was a really good confidence boost for not only myself, but the, everyone at Tickford that, um, you know, the cars are there or thereabouts and um, we're finding good pace. But yeah, Adelaide coming up, I Obviously, absolutely love that track. We put it on pole and won a championship there last year and won both races. So it's a track that I absolutely love going back to. The atmosphere is amazing. The people are amazing. And um, I just hope that I can replicate exactly what I done last year and um, show everyone that I mean business. We've talked all year about the one thing that you've learnt from each race meeting. So what was the one thing you do do as a takeaway from the Gold Coast? Goldie was more about, I think, mental endurance. <laughs> Again, it's um, it's such it was such a grueling race. Like there's so much going on around that track where you just got to be locked in 24/7. Like you're not able to have a rest on that track. And Adelaide is basically exactly the same. Like yeah, you've got a little bit of a straight down the back, which is a bit different, but you still got that turn eight that you're thinking about the whole time. So, um, thinking about what I learned at Goldie, it was a, lo- a lot on that, but also a lot on the mechanical side and. Um, even though we did have some problems, it was really good to learn about what we can do in and around those problems to one, drive around it, to fix it as a team. And, um, yeah, really proud of everyone at Tickford for, for sorting all that out pretty quickly. In a weird way, when I look at your results, I see you're up one position from qualifying, 
in the race on Saturday and up three positions from qualifying in the race on Sunday. Is that anything you can go, well, we, we move forward, like passing points? Yeah, I think the races we always tend to find a lot of pace. I think Gold Coast has been in a bit of an exception because the qualifying was my first run around there. We missed both practices and um, qualifying was my first ever laps on the track. So we were always going to move forward from there throughout the weekend and slowly build up to it. But throughout the whole year, it's been a bit of a trend that um, in race spec, we seem to do really well. And um, I think nearly every single event in the past four events, we've been in the the top movers. So um, we just, yeah, we'll work towards getting a bit better quality position and then we'll keep that race pace and hopefully move forward even more and um, get a bit closer to the front. As you go to Adelaide, what is going to be the one or well, the one thing you're going to focus on for this race? You've you've done a number of street races now, you know this track, and the team would have, you know, a good amount of confidence with Cam having got the win and, and Thomas doing well. Um, yeah, we've got so much confidence with sort of how the cars are performing at the moment, which is really good. Uh, there's a few things to iron out, which is obviously just another Gen 3 thing, but the whole team as a whole with the way that Gold Coast went, we've all got a bit of a confidence boost going into Adelaide. And I think for me, I know it sounds very basic and um, probably not what you wanted to hear when you're thinking about what I what I want to improve or sort of think about for Adelaide, but I just want to go there and enjoy it is the biggest thing. So getting back to something that I really love doing, which is my racing and just actually enjoying the event of um, what Adelaide has to offer and so much memories there for me with um, how last year was. So we go there and um, we'll keep grinding and doing what we need to do, but at the same time, just enjoying every minute of it and taking it all in and hopefully we go really well and just have a really good result. And do you have to uh, temper the fact that 2024 is still a little bit up in the air or is it, uh, you know, how do you, how do you balance all those things that are going on and, and those emotions around that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a tricky one. There's um, so much going on behind the scenes all the time, I guess, not just for myself, but everyone up and down pit lane. So trying to figure out what 2024 looks like for myself and also uh, I guess the whole team is, um, it's a big one. It's always in the back of your mind playing on that. So at the moment, we'll just um, focus on what we can do at Adelaide and make sure that everyone everyone sees what uh, what I've got to offer and go out there and put on a show. How has the tradies relationship developed this year? I know we uh, we joked a lot about some of the promos that you could end up doing, but uh, I, I saw you not perhaps uh, taking over the Honey Badger's spot on the TV ads just yet. No, not yet, but, um, you know, I've uh, done my first advertisement in Budgie Smugglers for uh, Tradie, which was an interesting outtake on a jet ski. So, um, no, the guys at Tradie are amazing. Ben Goodfellow who's um, and Alan, who are in charge of the operation, they're absolutely amazing people. And the whole operation is just really good to work with, and they're all a lot of fun. So we go away to a racetrack, have a lot of fun together, and uh, we all have one goal, which is to get the Tradie car up as far as possible. And uh, I think going to Adelaide, we've probably got our best shot of the whole year. The car at Bathurst looked a million dollars. Is there any sort of big livery for Adelaide to finish the season? Uh, no, so we're going to keep the Adelaide, uh, sorry, the, the Bathurst livery um, and Gold Coast livery, same as Adelaide. So uh, we, we fell in love with it. It looks a little bit retro, but it also looked really cool having the tradie beer down the side of it. So 
uh, we decided that we'd keep it for the last three rounds and send it off that way. And how is the tradie beer? Delicious, mate. Absolutely amazing. So, yeah, we um we had a big uh, conference and get-together the other day with a couple of their partners and stuff like that to to sort of launch it to basically the Coles group and Liquorland and everything like that. So it was really good to have everyone there and a bit of beer tasting here and there. You know how it is. So, um, yeah, absolutely love this stuff. Been interesting to see how the brand has been able to morph and how it's used supercars and, and this year used you to be able to uh, venture out into those other avenues and those other marketing opportunities. Yeah, I think it's really good as a sport that we have those opportunities for the sponsors that come in. Like like you said, Trady have been so much on the brand of undie, underwear for so long that being able to just transfer straight into the beer market and have such an impact straight away with what we have to offer through myself, through the car, the team, um, the advertisement that we get through supercars as well. It's um. It's a really good opportunity, I guess, for any sponsor, but it's worked out really well for the tradie brand, which is, you know, it's fulfilling for me because they're a part of my career now and um, being able to give back to them is probably one of the most important things I can do. Last year when you were going through the Super Cheap program, Justin Murray was was using you quite a bit in those promotions and then the build-up to that. I guess it was a very natural continuation to go into a sponsor that really wanted to activate. Yeah, I love my activations, just having fun with it. Like I said before, I just like going racing and being able to do all the side stuff that's associated with it and um, activations and stuff are a big part of what we do as a job. I think when you really look at what we actually do with our career, it's 95% off the track and 5% on the track. So being able to sort of get in front of a camera and feeling quite natural in front of it, I've got a lot to thank for my parents for that as they sort of push me at a pretty young age to go out and speak to sponsors. And I think I was 14 years old, knocking on doors of businesses, trying to find money to go over to Las Vegas to race. So um, I got a lot of lot, lot to credit to my parents for all of that, but I'm super grateful for the brands that I've worked with as well, like Super Cheap Auto have sort of pushed me into those type of, I guess, roles and activations, which has been really cool. And now I get to continue that with um, my, my personal sponsors with Money Me and, and Tradie and Crew Tracker. So, um, yeah, it's been been pretty cool to say the least. Do you think that that's one of the one of the hidden secrets about progressing in motorsport is just how much the ambassadorial role is compared to how much the driving is? Because I would venture to say you have spent more days promoting personal and, and team sponsors than you actually have sitting in a race car. I 100% have. That is yeah, definitely true, that comment. So I think it's probably overlooked by a lot of people before they get into the sport about how important it is to actually not only get a sponsor on board, but also how to service them long term. So um, a lot of people get excited that they've landed a big time sponsor and then they forget that they've landed them halfway through the season when the stick is on the door. So being able to service them, making sure that they're getting the most out of their commitment to you and um, your commitment to them back is probably the biggest thing in, in, in our industry. And like you said, we've spent more time doing activations and promotions for sponsors than we have actually driving a race car. So um, I think that definitely gets overlooked. When you work with these sponsors now, how much do you have to think about moving forward with them and where they can slot into your portfolio in that long term? 
yeah, I think every response is different in the way that they activate. So being able to tailor yourself basically to service them in certain different ways, it's um I guess it's a bit of an art. But I've been lucky enough that I've had a lot of sponsors um from back in my go-kart days like Red Hot Couriers that have come through all the way through to uh now supercars. So it's pretty cool that I've had a lot of long-time sponsors on board and hopefully the sponsor I got on board um, with Money Me and Tradey continue with me in the future. And yeah, I'm just excited to see what our, our partnerships lead to. Still the big race to come at Adelaide. We're looking forward to how that all develops for you. But in the meantime, how many promotions have you got to do before you get there? <laughs> I've actually got one on tomorrow for Crew Tracker and Tradey. So uh, it's a pretty, pretty uh, cool little promotion we're doing with uh, giving away a tradey beer slab every single Friday for knockoff beers all the way up until Adelaide. So um, yeah, I can, I can say that now because I feel like the episode will probably launch at the same time that we launched the uh, media appearance, but I'm pretty excited for that. I love getting in front of the camera and promoting where I can. Well, we look forward to seeing you out there uh, and doing a lot more promotion as part of your racing, not only through Adelaide, but then into 2024. And, and hopefully some things can get uh, shuffled and sorted out soon. Yeah, thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Declan Fraser joining us here on Inside Supercars for another of his rookie year reflections. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more on or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.